Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? So today, we are launching an epic number on the episode list, episode 100. Sitting here with my number one fan. Hi, my, I thought my grandma was the number one fan, but evidently I was wrong. She's what the internet is. <laughs> so in regards to 100 episodes, we're going to pop a bottle of champagne on the episode. Hopefully I don't pull a Lloyd in Dumb and Dumber and destroy some white owls while I'm shooting it from the bar, but we'll see how it goes. I'm scared. So let's get right to it. What was it like starting a podcast? Well, I'll tell you this much. Wasn't something too planned or something I've been passionate about for a long time. I went into the big story on episode 50, so you can check out the rest of it there. But more or less, moved down to Chicago to help these guys run a tech company. Took some time off and realized I needed to do something productive with my time that I was passionate about and could talk about while I was waiting to find a new job if that was something I was gonna do. People always say, gotta go out and make money, but make sure you do something that you're passionate about to make you happy throughout the day. 100 episodes later, I'm loving the dream. Obviously a ton of work, we're running a podcast. It's been a t- fun two, two and a half years, but loving every minute of it and so appreciative of it. That's what I was kind of alluding to. So that took some time off, but I think that a lot of the question really mean is what kept me going. And a lot of people think that you put together a podcast, five, 10 episodes, get sponsors, make thousands of dollars a month, and then you just cruise and bruise and interview people and live the dream. People have always said to me when in the podcast world, make a podcast as if no one's listening. Well, I made a hundred episodes and none of you are listening anyways. <laughs> <laughs> The number of people I've met throughout has been absolutely incredible. From the beginning to now, I've seen such a difference in the way I've communicated, the people I've met with, the quality of people I've interviewed, and my motivation to actually run each episode. So let's jump into some fun little stories about each one of the episodes. So I'll walk you guys through the fun parts when I started. Recording my first episode. I had a couple things planned out. I knew I wanted to do the podcast. You can catch up the story on episode 50, which we'll link to in the show notes. But I actually ended up recording my first episode after getting some equipment at the law building at Marquette campus in Milwaukee. A friend of mine, I don't even remember her name anymore, to be honest, let me into the Marquette law building, booked a room for me, and then had to go like study for an exam. So someone who's not even a student has booked a room. I took a chalkboard and like moved it in front of the window of the door so no one could look in and even see me recording. Of course, this time I didn't even like understand all the editing aspects of recording and I was over Skype. So I actually ended the interview a little bit earlier than I wanted to. 
and it happened to be episode three for me, which is Jenny Hushchild of Hudson Cafe. We even talked that much about food. We talked about art, things we're both passionate about. So I knew from the beginning this would be something I would absolutely love and stand behind, not something that I was pushing on people or anything of that nature. But my favorite start of my entire podcasting career is, as you all know, what I'd call a jokester. <laughs> so I had a pre-planned joke. I was interviewing Pania Lee, talking about fitness. Things went well. So she was talking about going to the gym twice a day. So, of course, I interjected because she's a long talker and said, that's interesting. I changed my bathroom's name from John to Jim. That way I can tell everyone I go to the gym first thing every morning. Turns out she didn't get the joke, so I had to mute it and, like, lose my shit. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> my podcasting career is over. Who would have thought? Nowhere to go but down from there. <laughs> but some of the things along the way were absolutely fantastic. Tell me about this episode. Mark Shimmy Garland? At the Four Star Lounge? Yeah. So when I first started putting together the podcast, I realized I had to do some research, planning, and get a couple episodes in the queue before launching. So my goal was to have eight episodes recorded before actually going live. Because I wanted to release them twice a week, once a week, kind of undecided at that point. So when I first moved down to Chicago, I actually... Got connected with some friends who were a part of this social kind of, you know, meetup kind of situation called Circus, S-U-R-K-U-S, where that app company paid you to show up places. If you're a girl, it's awesome. You get paid $100 to go to Paris nightclub for three hours. If you're a guy, you get paid $10 to show up at some bar and buy all the girls drinks. Win, win, win. <laughs> but anyway, Circus invited me out to four-star lounge for trivia. At this point, I was on the prowl looking for people to interview. So I went there, asked to meet the owner, ended up meeting the manager, Mark Shimmy Garland, interviewed him at the Four Star Lounge about a week later. The best part about the interview was a phone was ringing halfway through the interview, but I wasn't skilled enough in my podcasting technique to edit that out. So that bloomed into my perfect sense of style of allowing people to feel like they are there in the moment sitting there at the dinner table, sitting there at the bar, sitting there on the beach with me during my interviews and my guests. Not sit back, relax, this is all academic and you need to sit there and take notes. This is a more casual conversation that you can just appreciate. But throughout the way, there's been so many fun things. Started launching Monday Munchies, which was me reviewing places of have for the first time for the previous weeks. Ton of fun. Well, I'm there and you met some great people, but I also realized over half the time I asked for owners or managers cards of restaurants, they blow me off. <laughs> so I still wanted to pursue and push forward and promote things I've done and explored. Didn't want to be a huge Instagram kind of person that people are fighting over, so I decided to use this platform as, as something that I could do. Do you have anyone famous on your show? I guess definition of famous might be a couple people who uh, you might have seen on TV shows or throughout the media here in uh, Chicago. But actually one person that comes to mind is uh, Eric Bandholtz of Beer Brand. You might recognize him from promoting Beer Brand on Shark Tank. 
So that's a ton of fun. Uh, he was someone I kind of stalked hardcore about coming on the show. He actually runs his own podcast, which is fantastic, out of Austin, Texas, called the Urban Beardsman Podcast. Definitely check it out. For me, I can't grow a beard to save my life, so <laughs> that's something I want to participate in. But just kind of interacting with someone like him who's had a podcast that's kind of a TV celebrity, if you will. It was absolutely incredible just sitting back, relaxing, shooting the shit with him. I really learned a ton. And like kind of throughout the beginning stages of my podcast, I would kind of interview anyone and everyone. And figuring out who to interview is always so difficult. Met at a networking event, follow them on Instagram, met at a restaurant, whatever. But one of the most crucial people I met on Instagram was Kang Sisivath of Strange Food Chicago. Definitely stalked the crap out of this guy on Instagram. Bugged him a few times to finally come on. Decided to come on my podcast and we've been very good friends ever since. I've interviewed him a few times to promote the Strange Food Chicago Festival 1 and 2. And he's introduced me to more than a handful of people who've come on the show. Just all around stellar guy. He's definitely a mover and shaker here in Chicago. He has a couple of things in the works that you'll definitely see once you're coming along. How did you choose fashion, fitness, and food? Great question. So you would think with the triple F moniker, that was all pre-planned. <laughs> no. <laughs> So when I was putting together a podcast idea, I actually mentioned this previously in episode 50, where I actually wanted to take over my friend's podcast. I was very business oriented. That was something I kind of understood and also wanted to learn more about. So I started putting together idea, a list of people who I'd want to interview, right? Then I started looking at questions that I want to ask them episode to episode. Then I realized I didn't want it to get stale and I realized I wasn't that versed in business enough to ask in-depth questions were to be the finance master or whatever. I wanted to be very broad and general and casual. So I started looking at the different people I wanted to interview and different kind of passions and businesses they ran. And happenstance that happened to fall into fashion, fitness, and food. And the way it comes out for me is Turns out I was a picky eater forever growing up, then decided to work in a restaurant. So now I'm trying to make up for all the lost time for the first 22 years of my life being a picky eater and explore all different types of food. I've always been one to explore fashion. I've worn some ridiculous things. I've been the man that wears sunglasses and a cowboy hat to the bar in the middle of Madison in winter and didn't give a shit. <laughs> I've worn a construction owner's vest to class one day just to get attention. Back in the days, it was called peacocking, if you will. I just did it to get attention because I wasn't getting enough attention from my friends. Anyways, I've always questioned kind of the fashion line. I've always had fun with it. Even now, I even switch out my laces and my shoes just to stick out from a fashion perspective or wear some stupid belt with a belt buckle. It's all about having fun. But I realize if you're going to spend money on accessories, clothes, etc., you might as well make sure you fit in them. If you're going to go out to eat all the time and try all these crazy foods, got to keep your body in tip-top shape. That's why I'm bringing back the six-pack. <laughs> but, so that's something. A little bit of fashion, a little bit of fitness, a little bit of food, all goes well together. So why not enjoy them all together? Tell me about the aviary episode. So that one was fantastic. This is one of the high-end roller kind of places you look to get into and hope for the 
specialty VIP treatment afterwards. <laughs> Which I never do. But I met Anthony when I stopped in there one night uh, with uh, two friends. One was from Minneapolis and one was actually from Madison in town. So it was three of us, double date. I know what you're thinking. Me, two chicks, the usual? Nope. It was me, one other dude, and a chick, and the other dude was crushing on the girl. So just phenomenal. I was my favorite third wheel. <laughs> but anyway, so we went there, and I just really enjoyed it. Uh, I was still kind of on the prowl looking for the right kind of people to interview, and kind of tried to put forth my best effort, introduced myself to the manager, gave my card to Anthony, and they brought me in. Absolutely incredible guy. This interview was fantastic. He had an amazing story about rags to riches, if you will. And riches in the sense that, like, he's managing the AV right now, not like he's some multimillionaire, but just kind of his story was fantastic. And I just realized the amount of composure he has was just so inspiring. We're sitting there interviewing behind the cage. So the cage is kind of where you can watch the uh, cosmetologist make the different drinks, right? And so we're sitting there, me and him at a table, and a huge microphone, my Yeti microphone right in the middle of it. But it's in the middle of the day, and his clean crew, vacuuming all around us, as if what we're doing on a microphone is just doesn't matter for noise whatsoever. <laughs> but that's why I've been learning to love about my podcast, right? Like, things will screw up, things will go poorly, and I just absolutely love it. Like, for instance, when I interviewed Paul Sipple of Community Dining, I don't think I told him this in person, but it was actually just went to his uh, four-year anniversary party the other day, which is fantastic. But I was messing around with Skype, trying to figure out the best way to have better audio quality and things of that nature, right? So I'm new in the game. I ended up only recording what he told me, not anything I said. I actually blocked recording of my talking. So I had to sit there and listen through his episode, go back, edit, and assume what I asked him questions for. Everything is grand except for one question. He listened to it. He goes, yeah, the question you asked me doesn't make any sense for how I answered. <laughs> so if you know what I'm talking about, just zip me a quick line and we'll talk all about it. It was fantastic. But, you know, a lot of people think that kind of going through this, I get all these free things, absolutely amazing perks, whatever. I will tell you one time that I got more perks than I really wanted. I interviewed John Mannion of El Chabar. Absolutely incredible guy. Met him at Koshal on 666. Went in, interviewed him. That was a fun time. He made a reference to a strip club in Milwaukee that he told me to edit out, and I forgot, air quotes, to do it. <laughs> but great guy. So I actually told him a couple of weeks later that I had a dinner party there. So it was eight of us who were attending, and he put us right at the chef's table. Absolutely phenomenal. Could not have asked for anything better. I've been there since, like a couple of times. And I just absolutely love it. It's just one of those things where you go in, you feel appreciated, you don't want any extra service, but you just feel better at home and you want to go there because you love the food and you love the people around you. And so it's been a fun ride for sure. There's been some other people that I've had a chance to interview that I really enjoyed. I really love kind of, you know, helping people like learn more about food, learn more about myself and kind of see how things are going to go from here. You know, of course, ended up finally interviewing after months and months of begging and pleading uh, the team over at Bites. They took forever to come on the episode. They're episode 55. Episode wasn't, you know, the greatest, but turns out they let me record there all the time. So I, have, I absolutely love it. So appreciative of letting me record there, hang out there, do my thing there. It, it's just, it just can't be any better. And there's other people I meet that just, you know, hook me up with some amazing things. Ended up going to a charity 
kind of casino night at the table playing blackjack with me was Adrian of Sir Monsieur. And I said a great time. Met the guy, ends up hooking me up with a few suits, not free, I paid for them, but it was fantastic. Put them on, looks so good. Really good friend of mine. He's actually helped me and a few other people here in town put together an awesome little fashion event. You know, it's just great to connect with different types of like-minded people throughout Chicago, the Midwest, etc. So if you're out there and you're looking to kind of promote your brand, your platform, whatever, please let me be the one to help you do it. And it's not all about me interviewing people. Outside of the fact that I've done like Monday Munchies, I also kind of read the awesome story of the Shed at Dulwich, <laughs> where this guy made his restaurant, his faux restaurant, his backyard, the number one ranked restaurant in all of Dulwich, which is like in Europe. <laughs> And so he ends up serving people like stuff made from like this microwave and all of this stuff. It was absolutely fantastic. One of the greatest stories of all time. And you know, and I'm out there, you know, meeting great people, people that are making a difference, like the team over at Kurt's Cafe, Susan Garcia Trishman, who's helping all of these like ex-cons kind of get work and back integrate into society. So I feel like I'm really helping people kind of get through. There's been so many people I've had on my show, it's hard to really say who is the best, who is the worst. I'm not going to say who's the worst, but there's so many different angles and facets. I love having people on more than once. I love helping promote people's products. And, you know, in the next few weeks, if you want to come out and support, on June 16th, we're actually having a blowout comedy show 100th episode party. 4 to 6 p.m. starts at Kubo, which I interviewed. Uh, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Shuba's show starts at 8, dinner from 6 to 8. And then we're doing the after party at Bites. It'll be absolutely phenomenal. I'll put some uh, links into the show notes for that. But it's absolutely been an incredible ride. And I hope you keep listening and enjoying the ride with the Triple F podcast. Fashion, fitness, and of course, food. Whoa! This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> at Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting there with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.